When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104 and this is a brand new feature we're doing for the month of November because November is, of course, the month of Movember as well where you might see a few people in the office who are growing mows and moustaches and stuff like that but it's obviously a bigger month where uh, the whole focus is on promoting men's health which we're not very good at looking after. No, boys are terrible at this and it's extremely important because ball cancer is real and it happens to a lot of young men in particular. Uh, and it's surprisingly how, how much it can happen. I remember chatting to one of the guys from November before and like the most prevalent age for testicular cancer like 15 to 30 yeah. or 35. Insane. So November is not only about uh, testicular cancer and ball cancer awareness and stuff like that. It's also about uh, all aspects of your physical health or your mental health. So we wanted to do a feature called The Balls to Talk where we're going to chat with different November ambassadors, different people who've been through the, the mill in, in a few different situations to talk about how they got on, how they dealt with it and why uh, lads maybe should cop on a little bit more when it comes to their health. And check themselves. And, and check themselves, yeah. yeah. even You don't have to kind of go and tell anyone, you just got to go into the no, shower. Exactly. And, do what we do with our boobs. And, yeah, and, and check your balls, lads. Mm. That's the message of tonight's se- uh, section on the show. It's just go, go check yourself. And if you're in a relationship with another half, check his balls. Do. You know what I mean? You both like it. There you go. It'll be fun for the whole family. So again, if you want more information on some of the events, fundraising and information, head on over to movember.ie and check out all their social channels. They do a ton of work this time of year. But joining us now to chat more about his own story, Mr. Keith Foxer, how are you? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Well, we're happy to hear that you're doing good. Yeah, and you're just in from Maroon, you fancy (laughs) man. I know, pure notions on me. Yeah, yeah, just in from Maroon. I I don't want to sound like I'm a health freak or anything. This hurt, and it hurt bad, and I only did about 6K. But it's it's all all for the Movember cause, so uh, I just said I'd get out there in the rain and mix it up a bit, yeah. Yeah, we just went to Insomnia, and you got a a BLT. That's healthy. And a cake. No, well, I got cake yesterday. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That was I, just, I just went BLT and a big fat coffee. Mm. But, that, but that was nice. But come here, Keith, right? Um, why, why, why have you decided to get involved in November yet again? Yeah, well, so I'm one of the community ambassadors now. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm on board of the Mo train this year a lot okay. more than I've been before. But I have my own experiences with testicular cancer from 10 years ago. So 10 years on, I just decided it's about time I started trying to raise a bit of awareness and get people talking. And, and as you've brilliantly pointed out, get people touching themselves uh, yeah. in the good way, yeah. uh, checking their checking their testicles and, and so on. So this year is my year to kind of push that along. And tell us what happened 10 years ago. So it, 10 years ago, I was backpacking uh, around the world, uh, taking a break from doing absolutely nothing. And uh, <laughs> I landed myself in Melbourne 
um, about three or four months in and over over a few days I noticed I was getting a little pain down on my lower abdomen on just on the right hand side and uh, after a few days of it I went this has been here a few days I should probably get this checked out and I, I said I'd go into a doctor to check it out did a bit of googling at the time a little bit of google but there wasn't much there but there was enough to kind of lead me toward the testicular cancer kind of thing so I, I hopped in the shower before I was in the doctor and I just checked myself and I found a bit of a firmness on one of the one of my balls uh, my right testicle and um, there was enough to kind of indicate to me that there was a second symptom there so I could bring that when I went to the doctor I yeah. could just tell him that I had that and um, we did a few more tests did an ultrasound and it, it was apparent then that I had a tumour in my right testicle And what age were you can I ask? 23 Well. 23 at the time yeah so I was young at the time but now as as you've pointed out it's I think it's 15 till into just into the 40s I think it's a very wide area but at the time I remember them being a little bit surprised um, at that diagnosis at 23 but um, it also meant I was young enough to be able to fight you know what I mean you're yeah, kind of yeah, fit and yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're kind of mobile and out and about doing stuff so there's a blessing within that as well so you're obviously doing this over in Australia I imagine you're are you there on your own or I, mean, well, I was backpacking so we had mates there I was backpacking with my then missus and uh, we were meeting mates over there so I was in a, b- a bit of a group at the time um, not in the doctors that would have been awkward but uh, it was just me <laughs> come on uh, in everyone in, in yeah. Yeah. can we all check my testicles please one by one uh, so no, it was yeah it was the group of us there so it was uh, I then decided that I'd go home uh, after that to get treatment here rather than because you don't know how long your treatment's going to be you don't know what's going to happen so I just made the call to go back to to Dublin for that next phase. Yeah, can I ask you, right, when you went to the doctor, how long before you, again, like checked yourself in the shower and went, hmm, maybe, till you got a 100% confirmation that it was what you feared it was? So it was a few days after the scan, <coughs> excuse me, a few days after the scan that they knew there was a, a growth in the testicle which yeah. had blood flow. That was pretty much all they could tell me at the time. But they have to do biopsies and blood tests and things. So they, they I decided to do that in Ireland, but that could have been done quite instantly mm. were I to be treated there. So for my own particular case, it was probably about a, a week later where they did bloods and in, in, in Dublin and realised that it was uh, cancer and then about, I had to wait three weeks just or two or three weeks to have surgery because of the flight I was on such a long flight I would have been a risk of thrombosis if I had I had surgery so for me then to find out the type of cancer and all that was maybe three weeks later but typically it's not it's not that long a wait and had you had ever checked your balls before that like did this ever enter your head that this could potentially happen to you at some point oddly I would have been a bit of a checker on them not not a huge amount but I would I wouldn't have been shy of doing it but I can't say I'd have done it in the few weeks or months even before this case so I I would have been a little bit of a, of a checker of that thankfully. and had you other symptoms like if you think about think back obviously you had the pain but before that pain was there anything that m- like may have triggered some kind of concern in your head like no and that's that's the thing that, that it was only the consistency of that little pain and it wasn't much it, like honestly it, it was such a mild thing I went days not remotely concerned by it yeah. and then it's one of the ones where you kind of go that pain's been there a little while mm. you know like you realise it's just been there and that was that was the only one had I not been informed you know, and by the time it was Google it typically Dr. Google's not the best thing and no. now we've brilliant sites like Movember and there's other ones Irish Cancer Society and things like that but there's a lot of information but I had that in my head so then I did do a check which did mean that when I went to the doctor I could point him to that general thing um, he may have gone there himself I, I don't know but you know they were my only two symptoms going into the into the doctor and where were you so did the doctor in Australia kind of tell you that's probably what it was or did you have to wait 
till you came home for 100% certainty. He no, he was fairly sure. Like they're yeah, fairly yeah, yeah. sure that that's what it is because you know there's a large testicle with blood flow into a, a growth that's not meant to be there. They were fairly keen that that's what it was going to be. What was going um, through your head? Were you terrified or were you feeling positive or what were you feeling? I, looking back, it's very hard to pinpoint now because obviously I'll remember it through the glasses of of, of someone that's now 34. But um, I remember the clarity helping. Oddly enough, I just I remember it was the uncertainty of kind of thinking, OK, we're not the pain is probably related to something in that area. It could be a number of things. And the uncertainty of that was a little bit of a mess in the head. And then oddly, when he said it, at least it just got rid of all of the uncertainty and I knew what road I was on. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't the greatest road I could have chosen to be driving on, but I was happy that I knew that much there's an odd clarity that kind of comes with it it's a bit of a jolt there was of course it's like a Dawson's Creek moment I did have to turn like leave and then go and phone my family and tell people that I'd have to come home and, and that's obviously not the circumstances I wanted to be ending that trip in no but after after that noise and that Hollywood moment uh it was it was actually there was a little bit of comfort because you're in a situation where people know what they're doing and I just got to lie down and just be told um this is what we're going to do and this is what's going to make you better come here can you remember what you did that day that you found out like, what do you do the day after getting that diagnosis from, the, like, the um, doctor and Oz anyway? Especially because if you're away from home, I would have thought yeah. that's extra kind of stressful. You probably stopped in your tracks a bit, wouldn't you? Yeah, I was. I remember I, t- I listened, I turned, it was, a, it, was a, it was one song in distance from the doctors to my apartment at the time. I remember that, I, and I, I threw on, like, a Ryan Adams real depressing number, and uh, I walked home, and, and that was my, I, th- I actually think I walked home in slow motion. I don't want to, I don't want to say for sure, but I'm fairly sure yeah, I was walking yeah. home in slow motion, and uh, with a solitary tear. But the, the truth of the matter is, I had to just ring people. You're kind of in action mode then because if I was in Ireland, I don't know who what I would have told or what I would have done. But over there, I had to tell people. I had to arrive back and have somewhere to stay and have someone bring me to the doctor and things. So I rang my family and I told them the situation and then I read whatever information packs I had and I rearranged my flights home. For the That was a Friday, so on the Monday I flew home. So I had concert tickets for the Saturday and tennis final tickets for the Sunday wow. and I said well sure I'm here I might as well like I, I wasn't flipping like I, I couldn't get a flight and I had to move out of an apartment and all that type of stuff so I just tried my best to enjoy the last little bits of of that trip and then just just get home but see the thing about it is we think of the word cancer as death mm. you know and it's not anymore yeah. thankfully so I mean you're here to tell the tale 10 years later w- what was the process then when you went home did you have chemotherapy not immediately. So the process with testiculars, it's, uh, for me, it was an orchiectomy. So they removed the, the testicle um, and then they perform, uh, they examine that and do testing on it to find out your strain of cancer and different things like that. And then from there, they decide what treatments needed <coughs> with mine. It was, uh, I didn't need, the, they were happy that the operation had worked to the point of reducing the cancer in my system significantly so I didn't need need chemo immediately but there was a 50-50 chance I would need chemo so they put me on monthly surveillance then so for six or seven months I'd come in every month and I got my bloods done and a scan uh, to see what I need chemo and that was going to be the plan I, I think it was going to be the plan for about a year but about seven months into that they told me that they could see in my bloods my tumor markers were going up against they could see that the cancer was growing so, uh, do, so, back. so when you say that, like, where was there another tumor somewhere? Or where was it? Uh, I it was present in my lymph nodes. There was no other tumor, but it was in ah, my okay. blood, yeah. and it, so they can see that, like, it's a 
a figure yeah. that they called them the tumor markers and they were just going up so there was no sign no symptom no nothing nothing along those lines but i gathered that it was because i was on monthly surveillance they caught it as quickly as it started coming back you know yeah, yeah. um and then just said once it starts coming back we're just going to start doing chemo so that's what they did one of the things that uh, you hear with testicular cancer and if you have to get your balls, one of your balls removed, mm. right, is obviously the, the male thing of, are you now half the man you were, Keith, because you, one of your balls is gone? I don't think I I don't think I am. I think if you're framing of yourself as a man, and that is a thing, you're dead, right? We do do that. Uh, if your framing of your of yourself as a human is based solely on what's in your jocks, uh, it's a narrow enough framing. I'd like to think I was more than that at the time, <laughs> but um, I, I, I think um, I don't like to think of myself fully in such a narrow frame. But no, I, I, do you know what? The, for me, the experience probably helped me develop a lot like mentally and things. It probably made me better as being a person and maybe a bit more empathetic toward people and things. But physically speaking, if, if that's what we're talking about, my, all my gear still works and I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough I have a baby on the way ah, in a couple of weeks. So thank you. We're calling it Mo. Um, we're like, wow. <laughs> but it will have a moustache drawn on it within seconds. Uh, oh, of course, of that's course. Um, oh, that's great but, to hear. Yeah, so so those things, but you're right that they go through your head, like, the, and and that's the kind of the frustration for me in hindsight is that that's kind of more where my brain went. It was, will my gear work? You know, will I be the same person? What about testosterone? Will I will I be able to grow a beard? One, I wasn't then, and two, I'm not now. Um, <laughs> but uh, all of those things, will I lose my hair if I need chemo? These questions, and now I look back and just think how like you know silly you're you're literally talking about cancer you're you're in it and in that situation where you should be thinking about other things but socially we're kind of conditioned to think about your social position you know how macho you are and how cool you'll be but um thankfully i stopped i stopped those thoughts quick enough yeah so i mean there was you without getting obviously too personal you said your, your gear is working fine you've you've seen no uh, drop off in performance in the bedroom you've seen obviously because you're, you're reproducing like a good yeah. human <laughs> and you've seen no as I said physical side effects you're not low on energy you're not uh, uh, yeah as I said there's been no negative side effect of losing no. one well I'd like to clarify I was never too energetic a person to be. it wouldn't right, have been a great yeah. measure <laughs> um, if my energy dropped off much more, I'd be asleep. But uh, no, there's been zero. Being being absolutely honest, having come through that, and I have had other things. I've had a little bit of bone damage just because some of the treatments on my bones were a bit weakened. I've I've a fake hip, which was a, a very unusual side effect from from some of the treatment. It's linked to some of the treatment, but even that aside, hey, you have a fake hip. Yeah, I have a fakey. Fake, wow. I, have a, I, I mean, only two percent of me is real. Uh, at this stage. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have a fake hip. So a few a few months after the chemo and everything was going fine, I just had a bit of a pain in my back. And after a bit of examination over a few months, it was, it was apparent that my hip began to kind of corrode at the top. But it's it's and they've linked it to being um, the steroid use. It can yeah. have that side effect in an extremely rare number of people, and it's only a potential link to the treatment. So it shouldn't be seen as in any way a deterrent from people to getting checked out or anything. It's just an extremely rare thing that has happened. And it's fixable. To me. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know, which is. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've just limped my way and coughed and spluttered my way on a 6K <laughs> run this evening and I didn't feel doing? a thing in my hip. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I love this. So you're totally cancer-free now? Yeah, yeah, I am indeed. So For, I think, what, what are we talking, 10 years? So yeah, I've stopped getting regular surveillance, I don't know, three or four years ago. So I, I don't, um, I've, I've not, I'm not giving bloods or getting scans, anything along. I'm just carrying on as if nothing happened. 
Oh, happy days. Yeah, brilliant. So obviously we're into, this is the first week, and week number one of uh, Movember is done and dusted. And I know there's a ton of stuff up on Movember.e with regards to events and fundraising and stuff. What are you, what are you doing for the month anyway? Yeah, so my own, outside of just telling my, my story and trying to get people talking a little bit, I've, I've harangued a group of comedians into doing... Um, a bit of physical activity. So, uh, as you know yourself, Cormac, it's a bit of a, a lonely and unhealthy life that us comedians live sometimes. So, I decided we get a group of us together and partake in what Movember also run. It's called Move for Movember. So, other than growing a mo, which you can do, you can also move. You pick a distance to cover, swim, cycle, run, walk, whatever challenges you. And you cover that distance. You use the Movember app to track yourself and get donations if that's what you want to do. And you can set up a team. So, I set up a team. I think we've got 15 comedians just from the club scene around Ireland and we're kind of uh, challenging each other to get out every evening and get running and get moving and this yeah, um, collecting money and it's brilliant we've got a few of the clubs for Coco Club in, in Cork for example they're going to be doing a night first doing a collection and I'm arranging a lot of gigs around the country to do similar and just trying to get people talking and active and Keith you were saying that uh, Cormac is doing something tomorrow is it a run he's doing I'm not sure if he's fully aware of it himself but he certainly uh, he certainly is in my mind he'll be running around uh, Phoenix Park tomorrow at 10 o'clock I believe you're going to be there Cormac is that right Uh, yeah Uh, yeah you've said it now though can't back out live on radio no you can't Uh, no I will be there obviously you were worried about the weather but tomorrow's meant to be nice and dry so you're fine (laughs) yeah and I just ran in the rain and I've FA kip I don't know if I brought that up already but I've just come back into the rainy one I think you'll manage just fine list out a lot of excuses now Feel to get out of that then. and go mother of god right um, <laughs> cool right so for for someone who's listening right now a uh, young lad or even you know uh, someone who might be in a relationship with a fella who doesn't doesn't really check themselves too yeah. often or keep their health because I think we're kind of like ah it's grand don't worry about it and we don't uh, cause a scene or a hassle and we can suffer on ourselves what what advice would you give to uh, is it like just the young men out there when it comes to their to their health I think it's getting to know yourself is a very uh, mentally and physically there's just an, an important thing and then start to learn when things are changing particularly with your testicles so check them once a month hop in the shower if you've uh, a partner that wants to check them with you or for you that's all the better go for it but the shower is a nice place to do it just because things are a little bit loose and more clear um, there's a guide on that on the Movember website on how to do it, on how to do that if you want to do it and it's all about you if, if you're noticing changes you know so there's no it's not there are some guidelines but it's just if you notice a change month to month on how things feel down there just pop down to your GP and get them checked out I think that the key thing is as I say with the macho attitude that we kind of put forward and stuff it's worth noting that like, I didn't get cancer the moment the doctor told me I had it I had it before I went there and learning that piece of information only started me on the fix it started me getting me on the mend and ended the journey sooner than delaying it and complicating things so just get down be open and be honest it might not be cancer it might be any number of other things it's just better to know what they are and then just look after yourself just talk to your friends you know talk to your friends talk to yourself be out be active have a good out life very good advice yeah. yep can't can't argue with that well uh, listen uh, Keith is there any either uh, we've mentioned obviously Movember.ie which is obviously the core for the Irish Movember movement uh, any of your channels you want to plug if people want to either donate or get involved or just see more about w- what you're doing on info you're putting out there uh, yeah, we're all tracking our running. Uh, if you want to find our running group for the comedians, it's just go on the Movember app and look up uh, Running Jokers and you'll find out our group. There's a lot of pictures of comedians looking absolutely horrible after a <laughs> one kilometre of a run. Or you can get us on Instagram at, at one Keith Fox. No, yeah. I'm tracking a lot of what I'm up to for Movember on there on Instagram. Lovely. We'll push them out through uh, F104 site as well. Uh, Keith Fox, 
very best of luck with the rest of the month anyway and thanks for popping on Room 104 to talk for, for the balls to talk yeah so. thanks for having me hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 